0: Welcome back, Tottenham fans. It's your two favorite anchors, Clayton Troyer and Matt Kutcher. Coming at you with another episode of Tottenham Talk. We have a lot of juicy topics to talk about today, don't we, Clayton?
1: Of course. It's the weekly roundup. So, you know, anything that happened this past week, we're going to dive into. So, starting off, the biggest news. Harry Kane staying at Tottenham. He's going to be a Tottenham player this whole season. Uh, We'll dive into that, what we think about that. Good bad obviously i don't think anyone thinks it's bad but more so talk about our feelings based on you know the way he was he was uh you know leaving or trying to leave previously so next we're going to talk about uh mariba from barcelona there's been rumors he's might come to the club uh similar to pape matar Sar, who's closed deal uh Chore, another rumor talk about the pacos Ferrero win and then also the watford game and um Matt, I, I can't quite do the math right. Where are we at in the table now after the Wofford win?
0: Um, ah, dude, it's kind of funny because at uh,
1: the same time last year, we were in the same position. We were not in first. You weren't? No, we, we didn't get first till like, just before Christmas.
0: Oh, I thought we were.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyways, well, anyways, we're first. We're first, we're first baby. And Arsenal's
1: last. last.
0: So being a Tottenham fan and, you know, our whole entire fan base would understand that that might not last long.
1: Well, okay, we'll talk about that. So let's let's get into Harry Kane. He's staying at Tottenham. Uh, what do you think of his message? Like, oh, what what, what did you think about you know you know all the everything going on behind the fact that know, Harry Kane is uh, staying?
0: It's definitely a hard position he's in because I respect him as a player, I respect him as a person, um, you know, and his decisions that he he's made. Uh, you know, being there for ten years and you know, kind of growing in the academy, even coming from you know Arsenal's academy and getting booted from them, kind of taking him under our wing and you know. Becoming to the player he is, you know, he's such a versatile striker. He can do so much more, I think, than just a f- straight up finisher, straight up forward. Um, so he obviously has some major qualities, especially being in the, the Premier League. Him staying, though, um, probably was a big decision. I mean, it was a big decision on his part. Uh, I think a lot of it factored into the fact that he was trying to push a move, but it, was, it turned out to be kind of tough in terms of, you know, money and, um, who sure. was, you know, but, um, you know, I wasn't opposed to him staying or going, you know, I was honestly kind of neutral. Um, I respected his decision. If he did go, cause you know, being a player and wanting to win trophies, he might need to do it with somebody else. Maybe, maybe Tottenham's currently not the team to do it with. Uh, yeah. and I have, no shame, I have no shame in saying that.
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. But I think where my concern lot. With- lied with, uh, you know, the whole Hurricane exit thing was, you know, I I think we talked about this before. We just probably said it on here before that we weren't upset with Hurricane leaving, you know, that, you know, he's given us so much of the club. We understand if he wants to leave. It sucks. Uh, We think he can do it with Tottenham. We think he can be that Tottenham, a true Tottenham legend, like, you know, above Glenn Hoddle, Jimmy Greaves, all those guys, like that can be Harry Kane. Um, And the way he's tried to go about this move was not the right way, in my opinion. You know, we've talked about that with refusing to train or whatever that story is and and if that wasn't really the case why was there so much drama and he caused so much chaos for spurs really really in a you know a pivotal point in this rebuild right now and my thing is we got lucky now we didn't get lucky that we beat city because it was a good win but if we didn't beat city uh you know that's a totally different story you know all of a sudden people are saying Tottenham going into free fall maybe you don't know how the 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 you know, mindsets and, and everything on the team, how that goes if we don't get that win. So I think Harry Kane kind of lucked out that we did win that game. And then we also uh, beat Wolves because, you know, that's two tough games had to have right at the start of the season without really Harry Kane at all. And, you know, we, we showed we could do this without Harry Kane. We built this sort of confidence and that overshadowed all the Harry Kane drama. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if we were to lose that city game, I think Harry Kane's drama would overshadow everything that Partichie was trying to do, which is looks seems to be and is kind of being a successful rebuild right now. You know, a lot of people are complaining about this transfer window not being successful, but, you know, I mean, we've got Brian Hill and Poppe Matar-Sar who are two incredibly young and promising players. And, you know, Sars staying at Mets for a year on loan. But, you know, that's that's, that's true rebuilding, you know, and we, we've never done that in the past. We've never invested like we, we have in the past. So, you know, if we could pick up one or two more players before this window closes... You know, maybe that's Mariba. Maybe that's Traore. You know, that I think it turns into a great, uh, great window. So I'm excited to see this rebuild and, you know, this positive energy going forward. But as you know, far as Harry Kane, go ahead. i want
0: to quickly stop you because, you know, I think it's really hard as a player to kind of meet up to certain standards that you have. And yeah, definitely. To, in addition to, you know, your caliber and what people think of you and kind of your evaluation um, or your valuation, not evaluation. Um, you know, like good examples, like Grealish, you know, living up to, you know, $120 million price tag, you know, that is, I think something that, you know, kind of reflects on Tangy and his, you know, 60, $70 million price tag, you know, hey, you
1: see it, you see it a lot. Like Jao Felix is a great example. Exactly. Of that.
0: Yeah. And so like, you know, with Kane, you know, being, Hey, we're only going to sell them are going to get like, you know, 160 for them, blah, blah, blah. Well, You know, I always wondered if if he did end up staying, which now he is, if that would kind of take a toll on his performances, because, you know, he was so speculative. It was in speculation that he was going to leave it looked like he was going to leave. But being able to now stay with your club and still give a pretty damn good performance in front of a ton of, you know, you know, 70,000 fans and everyone outside of the stadium, you know, kind of living up to that standard and and also overcoming the pressure of people who kind of now not necessarily dislike him but kind of look at him differently yeah done in the past um i don't i don't want to say it's unfair but i feel like it is unfair (laughs) you know in a way but you know there's definitely two sides of the story um but i mean see him uh as a player um and it should prove to a lot of people that um He's one of the best because of what he can still do with all this pressure.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at like I mean he's got a great mindset, obviously. You know, all this stuff, all this news transfer stuff going around, you know, the Kane saga, all that. And he's still able to come in, you know. I get I guess it is against Pacas Ferreira, but you know, score two goals and you know, say, I'm still Harry Kane, you know, I'm still here to do that. But my concern, my only concern lies with you know obviously he, i think he still wants out personally i think he still wants out but he saw that he probably wasn't gonna be able to you know mm-hmm. so he wanted to change the narrative and say look i'm staying blah. blah, blah. let's do it let's you know fight for Tottenham, everything like that and he will try his hardest but there's always got to be that voice in the back of your head you know that you do want to leave and every touch every moment matters now you know he might be a little more worried about injury because if he gets injured then well someone might not want to buy him then or you know, um, if he's not performing well enough, then well, does his price tag go down? And maybe it's the, the club he wanted to go to doesn't want him anymore. You know, things like that that might get in your head. Um, is he really going to be able to perform to, you know, hurricane level, especially last season hurricane level? Because that was a different animal. I mean, assists and assists and goals, you know, come in every game. And you know, it's already been three Premier League games. He's got no goals and no assists, and you know. I'll be curious to see how it goes. I mean, it's weird it's weird to see Harry Kane getting his first start on the third game of the year. You know what I mean? So Yeah. I think he can do it. Uh, I hope he can do it. At the very least, we still have that fear factor going up against other teams. You know, they're like, all right, well, they still have Harry Kane. Um, we need to take that seriously. And that kind of is in the head of your opponents when you know, trying to make a game plan to to defend us. So can't be can't complain. I mean, Harry Kane's the best striker in the world. So Let's see, let's see what we can do this this uh this season. Yeah.
0: Definitely excited. Uh maybe he's not the best striker in the world, but I I do
1: think he's up there. Second best at least.
0: Well, like you know, this is actually interesting. We're talking about him too, because someone came up to me the other day and asked him about asked me about, you know, if I think Kane is the best striker. And I was like, ooh, Lewandowski's right there. If not, he's better. Yeah. And he goes, Well, Kane actually, I think, is better than Lewandowski in maybe not just, like, scoring goals, but everything else, Yeah, you know, passing, the positioning, um, you know, stuff like that. And, obviously, a lot of factors come in, you know, with the team and who you play for. But, you know, you see what Kane can do in, like, his, you know, distribution and what he's gotten better at, you know, makes him that more versatile than just a straight-up, you know, nine.
1: Right. Well, I you think know? there's also something to be said for playing in the Premier League, too, yeah. um, and being that dominant in the Premier League, as opposed to the Bundesliga. Yeah. on the best team in the Bundesliga year in, year out, you know? So, but you, you look at Holland that now he's getting some competition, but that's besides the point. Um,
0: besides, but it's, let's it's look at an interesting topic.
1: Right. So we talked about the rebuild. Let's look at now some of our, our, you know, this past week's links. Um, I think super exciting one is Mariba. I want you to talk about that. And then also Adama Troare, which kind of had the, the, the fans split over this past week. So starting with Mariba, what do you think, Matt? He's what, 18 years old?
0: He's 19, actually.
1: 19 years old uh, oh, midfielder. No, no. Sorry, from... no, you're right. He's 18. Yeah, okay. 18 years old midfielder from Barcelona. That's another young player, but, you know, he's been compared to Pogba, being the next Pogba, same with uh, Saar that we already bought. So what are your thoughts on that? Is, that? is that a good signing right now? Are we leaning too much into the young players? or? I think – Is this the right call?
0: Well, this, this reflects, too, uh, with Pappé Sar. I think him and, him and Riva are uh, a combined conversation at this moment because they're both midfielders. They're both under 20 years old. Um, they're both actually the same age, I think, 18 years old, um, which is so young, so young. I mean, so that, young. Is a, that is a freshman, I guess, in America. That's a freshman in college. Yeah. Like in high school, going into freshman college. Um, and, you know, having that caliber um, at that age, um, obviously it's tough to do, but, you know, it's interesting what people are compared to and what, you know, we think people can become. Um, and we don't know, we don't know. It's just all speculation. Right. Uh, but, you know, a rebuild is a rebuild. And I think uh, Pope Star was the start of that. And I think Maribel would be a phenomenal signing for the near future and what positions he can play. Um, you know, people say um, he's, you know, in relation to like kind of a Pogba type style. Um, so who knows, again, you know, we don't, but you know, I've never really seen him play much, but I know, but I've heard some phenomenal things about him, you know, being such a big FIFA player, you know, playing with the young guys and all that stuff. I, I know some stuff about him. Um, and I know that he's one of the higher ones in his age group to have that talent. Um, no idea what he would cost. It's kind of interesting because I saw that we were like, "Oh well, no, that was a guy. I think we saw someone with like Emerson. Yeah. Like um, but I think he'd be a great signing for us, especially with our our talent and our youth talent. You know, you look at what we talked about last episode and how we kind of dig deep into our youth academy and who we brought up, you know, Dane Scarlett, we brought up and like we signed like we signed Brian Hill. Um, who else is there? I know, I know. Well, I guess we just let go of circuit, but... You know, you got Tenganga right there. That's a, you know, 21. Sure. You great young guy. Skip. Uh, skip. Um, you know, and part of a rebuild is not just buying all new players. You know, it's kind of offloading a lot of guys that's been here for, you know, a couple of years um, and try to find maybe young and better talent in that position or young talent that could be better in that position in maybe two, three years, you know, coming. But so, I you know, it's important to understand what a rebuild is meant to do. And yeah, that's know, true how to do a rebuild. And it's not all just going to be buying people.
1: Um, right. But I have a question. So do you think that, you know, you mentioned the young players, right? So does that mean that a rebuild, can you expect to not really see success this year?
0: In a rebuild? I don't, I don't expect as, as a fan, I don't expect a uh, success in the next year after rebuild. You know, I think a, a rebuild is more, let's try something new, get new guys, new atmosphere, new environment. Um, you know, this is time to invest in some younger guys to see what they become in two, three, four years, five years even, you know, and these guys are going to be 23, 24 before their contracts up with Tottenham. You know, I know Papa started signing like a six year deal or yeah. something like that. Um, so, I mean, he's going to be 24 before he, you know, thinks about going somewhere else if he doesn't resign. And again, 24 years old is so damn young yeah. playing playing soccer. You know, you still got you still got three, four years until you hit your prime. And so, and, you know, who knows, maybe he isn't a primary 24, but, you know, the point being, right? Um, you have to look into young guys because you're kind of also, um, you know, I think a lot of the rebuild too, depending on who, who stays in our case, it's on Kane, you know, some of the upper, you know, talented guys that are, you know, I guess also higher in age can kind of act as role models to these young guys and what they can do. Um, in addition to that, Tottenham, I think, is in a good position. Being a Premier League club and I think being in the hardest league in the world, um, kind of oh, definitely forming these players um, into being Premier League players. I think if you play Premier League, you can play anywhere else. I don't think that's vice versa, though. Um, so I think, you know, getting these guys young and kind of forming them into what we do and how we play in the Prem uh, can make them even that much better in the future. You know, totally. it's, it's kind of crazy i'm looking at him right now i pulled him up because it says he's got to, it says moriba's got to decide between tottenham and leipzig and that was a day ago so who knows if that's you know entirely true it's from um sb nation sky sports says right here too that we're in talks with him so i mean i would again not oppose at all getting him. um yeah he'll be probably probably a bit expensive in terms of his age i know papa star was like 16 and a half um euros 16 and a half million euros or something like that, which is not terrible for an 18, 19 year old um, for what he become or what can he become. In addition to that, I heard his contract was like, uh, his release clause on the contract was like 130 million. So like, you know, you, even Fabrizio Romano said in quotes, huge talent when we signed Pabezar. Totally. You know, And so for, for someone with, you know, I guess that credibility in terms of, you know, Fabrizio, um, and saying something like that, you know, obviously should, should, I think in my eyes should mean something, especially to people who aren't even Tata fans, you know, or anybody. Uh, and I think Marie was right there, right there. And I honestly, uh, would love picking him up because he'd be probably like a Musa Sissoko replacement. It looks like, Oh yeah. Um, you know, and I think he's got that talent for that. Um, in addition, you know, I'm not opposed to getting young guys any day, you know, uh, for the future, but you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into a rebuild. There's a lot that goes into, you know, finding guys like this, because this, this topic right here, we're talking about, will kind of go into some other signings we're looking at such as Adama. Um,
1: yeah. So, that, so let's, 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 let's jump on that. Right. So we talked about rebuild, right. You talked about young players. I don't really think I agree. You know, when you, t- when you buy a bunch of young players and do a true rebuild, you know, a lot of offloading and a lot of, New players. I don't think you can expect to see success in the following year. So for us, that'd be this year. However, we do still have the likes of Harry Kane, Hugo, son, Hoibiet, who are going to be rocks for us in terms of success while, you know, still, you know, Bergwijn was one of those players we bought who might be coming into his own now, you know, a year, year and a half after we bought him. Also uh, Romero, um, Reggian Tanganga is getting into his zone. So do you think we can still see success? And, you know, will buying a player like Adama Troere, who's not necessarily a youngster for the future, but maybe more a, a right-now type of player, can that kind of get us to that level where we can reach success this season?
0: You know, Adama is a tricky one because, personally, I think Adama causes trouble for all defense, no matter who. Yeah. Yes, he's got off games, but so does everyone. Um, you know, he's not going to be the guy that's going to get you goals. He's going to be the guy that's kind of going to get into space and to provide those goals. Lucas kind of did that a lot against Wofford today. Um, you know, I think he also has got, you know, relation with Nuno and some some history there. But um, I think he would absolutely be wonders for our team. Really? I think he could do some great stuff. Because, you know, we don't lack finishing. We got two guys uh, – Top of my head, Solomon Kane, who can finish, um, arguably, some of the best finishers in the prem. And to have someone like Adama to kind of, you know, disrupt defense and just get into, get behind them, get behind their back line, um, is something that I think we could definitely use. We have it, but not to the level that I want us to be able to use it at. You know, we got Bergwijn, who's still kind of getting his feet wet in the prem. And you've got Lucas, who sometimes doesn't start. He just comes on, and he gives a great you know, his work rate's phenomenal, which covers that. And uh, I think Adama and Lucas are very similar in their style of play. I think Lucas is a better finisher than he is, though. But um, what you're gonna what you're gonna get out of Adama, you know, we're gonna get out of him, and that's where they play him, and that's where they give him the ball, attack the defender, and just get in the space, throw it across. You know, and the best thing about that is he can do that, and he's good at that. He's consistent at that um you know I don't know the the whole and in- build information behind you know how much it's going to cost if it's going to be a yeah little- yeah
1: I'm not, i I think it's it's mostly speculation at this point but I know that was a huge topic of conversation for especially the Spurs fan base this past week um and I wanted to talk about it too because I do you kind of feel that he might be worried that he might be another Bergwine, you know a player that is great at running at players great at disrupting play but doesn't have that finishing touch like well, you know, I think t- today I was thinking like, you know, as I was watching the Watford game, we need someone who can, I mean, w- there was a missing piece in there for me, for sure. But you look at Bergwijn and we know we're going to get out of and we can't expect a goal. We just can't, you know, until he gets that goal. Maybe, it, maybe he gets one and then he can, you know, who knows, but. I mean,
0: I see what you're saying, but I think there's more than one thing that it, we're missing in the Watford game. I think it's the cr- a creative midfielder. I think is in one. Yeah, for one. sure. Um, Someone who's just like, Kind of like an Erickson in a way, but a very, very creative playmaker is something we're lacking. Um and unfortunately Celso didn't play because he went to he's you know on international duty with Argentina. But uh the you know the big thing that I think that plays a part is uh when you look at these conference leagues that we're in this conference league we're in and the quality of play that we are against is you know not near what we have or what we can do and yeah, who we who So I think that sometimes is, like, hard to manage and hard to go up against because you're expected to win. Um, And not only are you expected to win, but you're kind of expected to dominate because of how good Totem is overall as opposed to, you know, playing against, like, Lask or something. Um, And I think Dama is the type of player that no matter who we play against, whom we play against, it will disrupt their defense. And um, he's just – I feel like the guy that to be able to get – that one goal we need, not him personally, but opening that space up for us to, to get the goal. Uh, yeah. I just got a notification that we're not in negotiate talks with Maria anymore. Um, there you time. go. Well, there you go. Um, anyways, <clears throat> but no, like Adama, I think is someone who can really provide uh, that lacking piece we're missing from, from Bergwijn. Bergwijn, I think is a very good player still, but, what I think we're we we got to use our strengths. And our strength and I are my eyes are giving Kane or Son the ability to chew. Get them open to finish. If they can't, because you know when Son gets the ball, first thing he's looking to do is if he can go to goal. Same with right. Kane. First thing with Kane when he gets the ball is can I shoot? Can I score? You know, and that's their job. <clears throat> and I think Adama would know his job would be these two are going to be open to score, get them open and he can get himself open. I mean he the dude is freakishly quick yeah and I think that's something that we could definitely use and then I I you know it's definitely going to take apart from maybe Bergwine's playtime or Lucas I don't know but um I do think it's something we lack and I think he could be absolutely he could do us wonders at the
1: yeah no I'm, I'm not opposed to him at all I, I really like Troy and like you said just having that player on your team knowing that you have to go up against him I mean that he's tough to defend. Not only is he quick, but I mean he's he's massive. You know he's incredibly strong, so he can body anyone off the ball, uh, no problem. He was given a lot of people troubles today against Man United, so um, I, I'd be happy with that going through. Especially if we're not really in the mood or in the in the looks to sign anyone else, like that's yeah. almost like a why not type of situation. You know, if we can do it, why not? That, that could be helpful. So I'm all for it. But you mentioned Conference League, so. To the next Garrett. we're through to the group stages <laughs> um which kind of stinks that we ever had to be worried about that but what what were your thoughts on that game because we he didn't play the same lineup that he did obviously right um and he played a strong lineup and he he was looking to win uh and convincingly so what were your thoughts you know he didn't start Dane Scarlett like he did it wasn't it wasn't a team of youngsters
0: honestly that game to me reminded me of what, so- what soccer's about. The thrill, you know, just like the you just hear the fans um in the background, you know, seeing Brian Hill this dude go to work. <clears throat> I thought he was one that was exceptional out there, one that really stood out. Um, in games like this is why we have players like that, you know, that kind of get those guys out there to go, you know, do their thing. The the big thing that I loved about it though was the fact that, you know, obviously we did get the win. And Kane did get a brace, you know, kind of, it was an overall, overall all around, you know, good game, clean sheet, you move on, you know, we move on. Uh, those types of games <clears throat> can always be rough in a way because like, not saying sphere is bad, but like, when you go in a game like that, I feel like it's very, very common to be in a stalemate meet for, you know, 70 minutes right. and you know, you anticipate just a goal, or you know, at this point, you know, Pacquiao is just sitting back and just like you know, defending, and defending, blah, blah blah, and you're like, how can we not get a damn goal? You know, so I'm glad in a way that Nuno put that strong lineup out there because we yes we need to win.
1: Yeah, um, you
0: know, in the story, uh, but that game just reminded me the thrill and just the love for just the game in general. I thought we wanted it more. I thought we had our confidence was different. And, you know, these games reflect into the weekends when we play in the prem, you know, and the guys that do play and the guys that don't play. Uh, But like, you know, everything factors into something else. It's like a domino effect, you know, you've got, you know, it's, it's interesting too, because Hugo doesn't play these conference games. We have a Galini, I think is right. Yeah. um, Which is good, you know, giving some other guys some chances and some kind of a leadership in a way too. But these types of games I feel like are so common, especially with Tottenham to end in a stalemate. And, you know, maybe it's one, one, or we're going to extra time. We have to go to PKs against teams like this, you know? And that's not what we're sure we're about. And I'm glad the way we went about it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy Nuno did that.
1: Yeah. 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 No, you're fine. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, I I would have been happy to see the youngsters pull out a win and kind of fight through the adversity uh, per se, but like you said, you know, we got to get that dub and there's no excuse to not win that. And I I liked Nuno's confidence to just say, all right, go at it. We got to fix it. We got to do this. And still allowed Brian Hill, you know, players like that to, to get some minutes and, you know, show what they can do, which like you said, I thought Brian Hill was exceptional and you know, I don't have anything else to add because you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, You know, he plays well, like that gets confidence, gets used to the team chemistry, all that. And maybe that is the reason why he was able to get his, you know, his debut for Spurs today uh in the Premier League. So super exciting. I, I don't have any much more to say, but uh, no, on to the next round. Like
0: I said, like I said, you know, these games, you know, it's different being in Champions League and playing against, you know, an Enter or an AC Milan or a Bayern, and then the next day you go play against a city or even yeah. Brumley, you know, like <clears throat> the prem is so just up for it, you know, no matter who you play against, it could be anything. Examples Watford, it's 1-0. When people think, oh, this game should be a 3-0 game, you know, it's Watford. They're just, you know, a recently promoted side. That's it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well then, you know, it's it's so hard to kind of be consistent in performances when you play against maybe lower level teams. And then the next weekend you go against, play, you know, such a high level team, you know, the game is just different. The pace of the game is different. Um, and so I almost think it's 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 difficult in its own way um, when playing against these conference teams because not I'm not going to be, say because they're so bad because you know they're not they wouldn't be bad if they would be there, but you know it's challenging in its own way because totally. you know, you're also different guys. But in addition, you know you want to be able to still hold up you know your high standards for the next weekend. And I think Nuno has done a good job in portraying what we need to do during the week and what we need to do in the weekend. Um, as, you know, we have, we're three now. We're the only team right now with three wins and, you know, in the Prem at least. And- And zero um, goals conceded. And zero goals conceded. And so I think it's a very, very important factor to weigh in, to, you know, looking at what Nuno's doing with our team and <clears throat> whom he's playing or who he's playing with um, and his started with, you know, during the conference league and in the Prem. So, I mean, I think that's a big factor, Uh, you know, being a being Tottenham three years ago, we would be in, you know, we're playing Real Madrid or four years ago, we're playing Real Madrid in just group stage. And the next weekend we go play, you know, Crystal Palace or Arsenal, you know, and it's so different because, you know, you have the mentality factors in there. You got, you know, players' morales. And when you play against kind of, you know, poor, sloppy, scrappy teams, you know, on maybe fields that aren't the best as, you know, what you play on, it's challenging in a way. I think, um, totally. as a yeah, I know. Totally. Uh, so I think it's really important to kind of look at that and see what, uh, Nuno's trying to do in terms of transfers, in addition to, you know, who's playing where and, you know, why he chooses his selections. 100%. Uh, but that's all I got.
1: Oh yeah. I totally agree. Um, have said it better. So move on to Watford. Do it. All righty. Three games. Three points in each game, nine points, top of the table, zero goals conceded. What are your thoughts? Give me your initial reactions.
0: I All I know is that I'm so happy right now. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a long time coming. I just wish, like, they could be like, listen, the league's over, and you guys play. Uh-huh. And the Trophy, you know? Um, but the – You know, I I think it's definitely – it reminds me of last year when we were at the top of the table after, like, 12 games or something like that. And, you know, this year obviously is different with everything that's new. Um, Players, managers, you know, director of football, blah, blah, You know, the waffer game, to me, going into it, I was like, we need to win 2-0 move on, at least. And we won three points. Great. I'm happy because – Last year, I feel like in the situation like this, you know, West Ham, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, you know, we draw, draw, and draw when we're up 1-0. So it's nice to see a little difference um, in terms of our defense, at least our defensive ability. Um, but I think a lot of that is coming from the fact that we're constantly attacking. You know, we have not yet once said, drop back. We're just going to sit back here and just, you know, pray that we win when we're up 1-0, you know, I love like Probably. in the, minute when we're we're still hustling forward and still trying to get that second goal to close the game out that we're still
1: subbing on attacking players too you know
0: I love that type of style and yes unfortunately Mourinho didn't do much of that hence why he sacked anyways (laughs) um you know I think Nuno has really done a good job and in terms of that and I think he's going to given us some hope and I saw uh someone tweeted I forget who but Hugo came out and said there's definitely a a new um, mentality and new air in the locker room. People are excited. People are confident. People want to win. Um, And it's kind of showed, I think a lot of that is just the Nuno. I think a lot of it's uh, Patricio as well. Um, But Nuno has definitely put a part in that, um, of course, since he's he's manager. But the Watford game itself um, could have been better. We were lucky enough to get the goal that we did. Uh, You know, and it's so funny because those types of goals always, I feel like, happen to other teams and not us. So it was so interesting seeing that and like, oh, sweet, we scored. Now, don't get wrong. There's a lot of chances Kane had that missed. And, you know, there's a lot of chances that, you know, other players had and we ended up not making them. Um, we were lucky enough to, you know, not concede. I don't know if you say that's maybe lucky. More more maybe we played defense well. But could be
1: both. Could be both.
0: It could be both because I saw wafford has some chances for sure. And um, props to uh, Sanchez and Dyer for – holding another strong back line and another you know, another clean sheet. There's a couple times, like first 40 f- seconds of the game or a minute of the game, you know, that layoff from Sissoko. It was so funny watching Sissoko play for them. But Sissoko lays it off, and I forget who it was. Cleverly maybe? Yeah, maybe. It to the top right, and it, you know, flicks off of uh, Dyer, you know. And I think that type of ambition and more and more of a uh, I'm going to stop this, I think, kind of mentality came from the dressing room and the players, what Nuno has kind of instilled in these guys and what we can do. Um, And I think Nuno's done this with Wolves too. I think that's why Wolves were so good coming out of the championship into finishing seventh first time when they're in the prim. Uh, So I thought the performance of that was was great. It was also kind of weird seeing Danny Rose on the sideline.
1: Yeah, it was weird.
0: Um, But, you know, during the game, there was definitely some things that I saw that we lacked, but that's every game, you know, that's, it's not going to be perfect. Um, but I was super, super excited. Um, seeing the promising performances from our defense, um, just constantly we were, we were in their half, the ball would come and they would maybe clear it. We get it. We settle it. We push it wide, or, you know, we constantly finding people. And I love, uh, Seeing Deli back into the groove of things, you know, it's his third game now starting in the Prem, and you know he's done. He's done well. He's done well. A um, lot better, a lot different than what he has done in the past. I think, you know, being what he was under Potch, you know, he was you know this, you know, prolific prospect, and right. you know now he's kind of have to settle and accept you know his age now and what he can do now, and then see you know what he can get better at. Um, and so it's nice seeing him, it's nice seeing, you know, have faith in him too. But I'm actually curious to you know in your thoughts, Clay, what you thought um we could have done better or what players could have done better.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, we won and that's what matters. But there's gotta come. I'm I was, you know, if, if this is us last year, I would have said, we're doing it. Oh my gosh, you know, I would have been high, high, you know, on the moon. And but I'm kind of, I'm hesitant because we've only scored three goals all season, three games, only three goals, but we've also kept three clean sheets. So the, the clean sheets are a positive, but we need more goals and they got to come because there's going to come a game. And I, <sighs> my gut's tell me it's going to be Burnley where we need to score and we can't, you know, and the clean sheet's not an issue, but it's rather getting the ball in the back of the net for us and, and getting those three points. And, not ending up with only two points, you know, like, like man, you did against Southampton last weekend. And I'm not sure where that comes from, but I just, we gotta be finishing our chances more. I, like you said, we need that creative midfielder um, an Erickson role. I mean, we still haven't replaced Erickson if, we, if we're, if we're being honest with ourselves mm-hmm. and I don't know who's going to step into that, but someone's got to and really take hold of our attack. You know, we get to the final third very easily, we get the, the final third almost every time we get the ball, right? Because we do possess it well from the back to the midfield, swinging it out wide. But then it's almost like, okay, well, what do we do now? You know, try and get the ball to Kane or Son, but then what do they do? You know, they're just on a limb to, you know, take it to goal and hope that they can, you know, just be a better player than the person that's defending them. So I worry that that is what we're relying on right now. And I kind of, I, I'm totally all for, for what we're going for. And I think clean sheet is huge because, like you said last year, especially at this time last year. We're running into. We lost to Everton. We conceded late with Everton. We conceded late three times with West Ham. You know, we conceded late with Newcastle. So many times we ran into that situation where we couldn't hold on to it, and you know that's the difference where we're at now. So I think we're okay, but we're also missing the goals which we had last year. You know, last year we scored lots of goals early on, and I need. You know, I think I, I'm not too panicky yet because. Hurricane, it was his first game back, really, with with the team. So maybe, you know, next week or, or, or next game, he's going to be able to take a bigger charge and really lean more into the fact that he is committing himself to Tottenham for this next year, not all the things that could be in the back of head, the head that could have, would have, should Um But, yeah, I, th- I mean, other than that, like you said, I mean, Dyer Sanchez really held, up, held it down back there. Um, and it's not Lucas- like
0: we're – it's not like we're kind of like prying out that 1-0 win, you know. No, been- no,
1: no, not at all. But it's not yes. like.
0: But we've ended up, just in my head, the way I look at it is just, yes, we scored only one goal. We won 1-0 because it's been 1-0 the last three games, you know. And in my eyes, it's not like, oh, we grinded out that just 1-0 win in the 85th minute and scored. You know, it happened against City. It was just the early second half. It was a great goal, and we ended up having a clean sheet. We played well, you know. Second game comes around, we play you would play against uh wolves. Wolves, yes, wolves. We ended up with a PK. But again, we kept the clean sheet, you know. We kept yeah, those. but you look at like
1: two of the three goals that we've scored now. One of them's on a PK that some could say is questionable, and the other was on a free kick that probably had no business going in, you know. So that's fair just enough. my biggest worry is like
0: fair enough. And I gotta be able like to
1: create chances. Adama.
0: I think Adama could do a lot for us.
1: Yeah, he could, but then he also is not a good finisher, so but you, I think you're right. I think Adam Woods not either. Well, that's my point. Do we need another Bergwine coming in and causing trouble, but not really getting us chances? Well, I think, before? I think Dama's better, at,
0: better than Bergwine at what we want from Bergwine.
1: Yeah, probably. Probably.
0: Adama um,
1: now, it's just, it's that's tough. my biggest worry. You have two guys that fill that position
0: too, more yeah. and Bergwine now. So now you have two guys that, well, and even Ryan or Brian, not Ryan, Brian Gill. Yeah. He maybe play more central, but still, you know, you got. I don't, I would hate to overload on certain players, but I think Paratici and Nuno know what they're doing, and I think Nuno would be, fun, or not Nuno. I think Adam would be absolutely wonders in the left side, especially you know always causing trouble for the defense. Um, let alone he's had some screamers. He had one screamer against us last year, or two years ago, last yeah. year. So who knows what you can do? No, no. And
1: I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to that. It's just, you know, it's just that little kind of worry almost. It's like, you know, we need we need to start scoring, you know, we need to get confident with that, with those goals. And maybe this international break will be good that we can kind of, Hey, we're going into it in a good place, you know, defensively, especially, um, maybe offensively, not so much, but we're still, we're still winning, you know, and comfortably, it's not like you said uh, we need a goal. We need a goal 85th minute type of thing. Yeah. So, who knows? I, I mean, we're getting, we're in a good spot. We're top of the table. I'm I'm hesitant to be too excited about it because you got to just see where the season goes. It's a long, long season. Yeah. I mean, it's 35 not, more games like to
0: go. Should, you know, shy over this or anything, but the you know, like if we're gonna want to look into you know staying at the top of the table, you know, we're gonna have to figure out how to score more than one goal per game. You know, the City's over here scoring five against you know Arsenal, and there are five great goals. Um, despite Arsenal being shit at defense, you know, but that's the, that's the difference city and, and us, for example, and I think city is one of the best, probably one, the best team the prem. Um, But you look the way that they can still find five goals against whomever they play. Yeah. And, you know, we're, yes, we left away with one off of a free kick today that, you know, ended up going in and we won one nil. Okay. You know, I think, I think though, Nuno needs to look into now. Okay, we need to figure out a way to kind of
1: thinks uh, so part of, me things, though, part of me thinks that they'll come, like the goals will come. What? I think the goals will part of me thinks that the goals will come. You know what I mean? I agree. Not you know, we don't need to he change anything was up.
0: On the line and it went under Kane's legs, like really, you know, that's one. And then he had a rocket that keeper saved. I mean, that's another one that could go. Delhi had
1: one that he should have made when he came i one. Bird
0: One had a little half volley that got to flight. You know, there's chances we get. Um, I think a lot of it, though, comes from our players. They just got to finish. And totally. I think, um, you know, only can do so much with with that, with scoring goals. You know, he's putting the best 11 out there and the best attackers he has out there that can score his goals. Um, and you could argue, well, Lucas did what Adama would do, and we still didn't score. You know, yeah. I said – and then we said, there. okay, there's question marks now. Well, I don't know what to really tell you. That's just more, I think, unlucky that the fact that we didn't get score from – totally
1: the best players and i'm not even i don't even i don't even know how you know at this point how likely a a, a try or a transfer would be but you know it's something to think about and i, I i'm it's one of those to me it's like it, i do, it wouldn't hurt you know having another player like that, that has the ability to run up players cause trouble um quick fast strong player so yeah all that matters right now though is we're we're top of the table and arsenal is bottom of the table
0: Sorry, I had weird sound on my screen. Yeah, I had some
1: weird music coming through your, your mic there, but
0: okay. Sorry, we're back. No, you're all
1: good. Um, but no yeah. Huh? There's no copyright there. Hopefully, huh?
0: no copy right there, hopefully. No, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I think um, before we end the episode though, I want to know Clay, what, who you thought stood out the most in the Watford game, or maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who stood out most to you in the Watford game? Yeah, I thought it was anyone. This is be a player.
1: Well, it was a player. So um, you're gonna <laughs> laugh at me for this, but I thought it was Eric Dyer. There. And you know, people hate on Eric Dyer all the time, and that Tottenham fans love to hate him. There, he's you know Tottenham's number one scapegoat, and you know, you know, I've always been an Eric Dyer fan, and I've I've shut up <laughs> the last six or seven months because at this point you know, he, he, he wasn't great and he had a good start to the season last year. He's having a great start of the season this year. And, you know, maybe I'm too hopeful and maybe, you know, it's one of those things, but
0: it's the, it the Christian Romero effect.
1: Could be, you know, you get a player in that can take your spot. It's uh pretty interesting to see who's going to take, take hold of that and not be complacent. So, but it's also interesting to say that now two managers, three managers, if you count Ryan Mason, that have favored him in that position including Jose so yeah you know I I love Dyer the reason I like Dyer so much is just what he gives to the club you know people talk about son loving the club and Kane and you know Reggie and Lucas and all those guys but Dyer is one that I think people sleep on maybe it's because they don't like him in terms of the way he plays because he's not the best but you know, he, he'll give everything for the club. And he's, he even said he wanted his ashes scattered on Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, you know. So it, it's something like that. that uh, is a little crazy, but you need that little crazy to be a great, great center back. So um, that's who stuck out to me. What about you?
0: Um, you don't want to say, I'm going to say Lucas. I thought What's he was phenomenal when he came
1: on. Yeah. It, working, Lucas is the, the textbook has the textbook definition of a super sub. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I remember there's one particular part. It was like the 85th minute, and they were about to get counter, and he just comes back, shoves I think uh, Ishmael or whatever Sar off the ball. Yeah. He falls. Thought it was a foul. Gets the ball back, and we got we got possession again. You know, it's just like that mentality and that work rate at the 85th minute. Um, I mean, yes, he's a sub, but I, that shows to other people I should be doing that too, type thing. For um, sure. He stood out to me, and especially with his performance, I think he played very well.
1: Totally agree. Totally agree. All righty. We're top of the table. Spurs to the moon. Here we go. Title. The title race is on, Matt, and I don't think anyone in the top four right now, besides maybe Man you All we got
0: is 35 games left.
1: Sure. 35 more. One at a time. Let's do it. It can't
0: be that hard, right?
1: No. can't be, except it is. So, let's see. <laughs> So let's see. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter and check out our episodes. This week is a great debate week. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to have some interesting topic to discuss regarding Ronaldo and Harry Kane and who might have a more impactful season. A lot of questions there. So check that out uh, coming out on Friday. So thank you for listening. And as always, come on, you Spurs.